I have three questions that I would like to leave you guys with. My first question is, is it unreasonable for black people or to expect expect black people to pull away and start our own platform considering all that we go through? Is that an unreasonable feeling or request? The second thing I'd like to ask is, are we as a people unwilling to start seeking jobs and moving up in companies so we can in turn look out for each other that are incoming or lower level than us? And the last question that I would like to leave everybody with this fine Monday morning at 8.01 a.m. is, are we going to start legally holding these companies accountable? For instances such as, you know, even if it is small small claims court, Berlizzi could easily argue discrimination, have the evidence backing it, and ha- have his whole fan base backing it as well, and seek out, you know, you know, uh, legal proceedings. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. Like, are we opposed to doing that? Do you think that that will hold up in court? <clears throat> Sorry. You know, I would like your opinion on that. So yes, those are three questions I'd like to leave you guys with. You can, you know, shoot me a DM, Instagram, Twitter. Um, again, my socials will be in the description description of this podcast. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, it's in that description as well. All in all, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. It means so much to me. Thank you so much for the small viewership that I do have that do come back, even if it's one freaking person. Thank you to that one freaking person. You're great and you keep me motivated. Um, and yeah, I will see you guys either at the end of this week or at the beginning of next week. But either way, hope to see you back in the escape room. Have a great day. Okay. So now let's place some perspective into the whole Berlizzi channel getting terminated situation, right? Um, let's first start by being honest. Um, Berlizzi has done many a horror game, okay? That's very much part of his niche in his channel, I would say. Um, and it's just... It's very odd to terminate his channel off of one video that I don't even think was over 30 minutes at the time of it being posted. I understand now that he has his channel back, which we will touch on. Um, there has been, I, I I believe he had to like censor, go through the video again and censor even more and cut more things out. Um, but at that right now, the I believe the video is only sitting at like 19 minutes and some change. Um, usually what we see on YouTube is like, if something is posted and it's wrong or it's inappropriate, um, the video will get flagged or it'll get demonetized. Um, normally, it the whole channel doesn't get terminated, which is insane. Like, so for one video that didn't even hit the 30 minute mark or the 35 minute mark, it's the whole channel is going to get taken away without explanation. Like, I want to... I want to, I want to get into that. Like, let's, let's take a breath. Let's take a breather and really think about that. Imagine you work so hard at your craft and you build a channel of over 2 million subscribers. 
this channel has been part of funding for a, a roof over your head for many a year, right? And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's gone. That's nerve wracking to the average person. That is so nerve wracking. That's incredibly malicious on YouTube's part. Um, because how could you not, you, you just don't care about somebody. If you don't even consider how that would affect them. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So, um, due to it being based in an adult toy shop, I can understand again, why YouTube would, their moderators that, you know, that basically perform quality control and look over things um sit and watch videos i think they're bots at this point i do think they're bots i don't know if that's public information yet but i do think that those are bots that are just like um programmed to just ding a video for buzzwords and things that they see i think that's how it is because as often as this happens it if if it is an actual person that goes through it why is there not a lawsuit at this point there's so much evidence behind that, but that is a totally, completely different um, conversation that we will have eventually in this series. But I do want to keep this on Berlin for this one. Um, so especially with him not being a repeat offender with like, quote unquote, inappropriate videos, um, blatant um, adult fun, if you will, normally is not a trend in his videos so I wouldn't understand like nudity isn't even a common trend in his videos all the video games he plays so for this to really this is a real shot in the dark by YouTube um and it's just it, it's just odd the whole situation is extremely odd the oh lord it's just odd um now I want to kind of shift gears for a minute um we're we're really in the creative space right now of YouTube and social media, but let's, let's flip the script and put a scenario with the same, um, stakes, but in the, the regular nine to five, you know, retail office food industry job. Let's, let's gear it towards that and apply the same thing to see if it still makes sense. See if there's still is context. Um, at the end of the day, we all have a job, right? We all need a job, especially in America, to live. We Some of us need multiple jobs to live because our economic systems don't work. But that's besides the point. <laughs> Imagine you work at Amazon. I'm going to use Amazon because I've worked there. Um, and you get your badge and you go to scan your time clock and nothing works, right? You scan it again for a second time doesn't work nothing's happening scan it a third time and on that third time there's an error message indicating that you're not even an employee there right like a false badge scan or a security breach right then out comes security out comes you know head of hr and you're escorted out the building you're asking all these questions you know you've done everything right you've reported to work on time you have no write-ups you have no issues you have no active behavioral or um behavioral um negative marks on your credentials like you don't have any issues right nothing that you know of and you're trying to ask these questions as you're being rushed out the door by hr and they shut the door in your face and they lock it so you can't come back in now you're out of a job you have no idea as to why you've been rushed out of your place of employment and now you've been terminated on the spot. 
how would you feel? Really ask yourself, how would you feel? That would be nerve wracking. How are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to pay your rent? How are you not going to end up on the streets? How are you going to pay your car note? How are you not there? That invokes so much emotional distress. And what's the first thing you would do? Well, I'm going to sue, right? Um, for wrongful termination, right? But then, you know, the filing fees of the paperwork in small claims court, how long it's going to take for your case to get to the top of the queue, uh, so you can go before a judge and state your case. And then you're not even guaranteed to win, honestly, especially with the, a, com- a company like Amazon, nine times out of 10, they're going to try to get you to settle and it's going to be for way less than what you're owed. So just keeping it a bean for that one, because if it were me in this situation, it would have been a whole issue. Granted, of course, his channel is back up now. That is all well and good. However, what if he was a smaller creator? Keep in mind, Berlin has about, mm, let me check since I have my iPad right in front of me for my notes. Let's see how many subscribers Berlizzi has. All right, Berlizzi. He has 2.22 million followers. So what if he only had 22,000? What if he only had 12,000? What happens if he only had 200? Granted, I don't think you can make a livelihood off of 200, but still, let's just, for the sake of numbers, just for the sake of an argument, what if he was a severely smaller creator and he did not necessarily have the following or the poll to argue and the numbers to back it up? We all know numbers in creative spaces in social media equals poll um, and power, if you will. So if he was, if he was a astronomically small creator, who knows if that channel would ever come back? And then that's somebody else's livelihood too. People still pay their bills off of, of 12,000, uh, 20,000, 30, 40, 50,000. People can still pay bills off of that. So if that's your only, um, that's your sole income in your household and it's just you, or what if you have a family? Like there's so, uh, there's so many other things that could go wrong that is just very like I said nerve-wracking to think about if if you like if you take it there and you really break it down it's severely nerve-wracking and why isn't there why don't we hold YouTube accountable why don't we hold other social platforms accountable and on top of that when are we as black people gonna say enough is enough we have enough coders we have enough people who are intelligent we have enough app developers You know, we have enough people in these black creative spaces that have the wherewithal to develop our own and run our own, you know, because what better to run an app or run a social media platform successfully and with equity and equality than a person who's coming from another platform that's been oppressed and marginalized. Just saying just saying like how much is how much are we going to take and how much is going to be enough for us to just either demand extreme reform start applying and getting into these companies ourselves so we can look out for each other or just abandoning the companies altogether and creating our own our ancestors have been doing that for so long like what what's really stopping us at this point you know and even if it's not a channel getting completely terminated 
what about the extreme censorship that we experience? Why is it that black people, black women, black men, non-binary, what have you, why is it that we have to go through extreme lengths and jump through extreme amounts of hoops to even keep our channels demonetized or monetized? You know what I meant. Oh my goodness. Um, why do we have to go through so much versus our white and non-black white passing counterparts? Why, why do we have to, why is it so hard for a black person to receive, hit a million views, hit a hundred thousand views, hit 50,000 views versus white people doing the same stuff that we're doing and they're getting recognition. There's a lot of times where black creators come up with certain trends and it's, they're washed out by people who don't look like them, but just have, but the, that's who the algorithm is willing to push because they look a certain way. And we quote, don't quote unquote meet that look. That's not cool. And what are we going to do about it is my question. So like I mentioned um, before in the intro, we are touching on being black in the world of social media. This is actually going to be my newest series um, for this podcast. Um, I, I I have a few things to say, clearly. Um... And just based on what what I've observed, um, what I've seen and heard throughout my time doing social media, the small time that I have, well, I've been doing it for a while, but just not consistently. Um, just things I've seen, I've observed, I've noticed myself. Um, so we're going to get into that today. Um, the episode would be number one, clearly, you know, everything starts with number one. Um, But my first observation that I've seen recently has been about the whole um, Berlin, Berlizzi, his channel getting terminated um, due to extreme adult content. Um, And I have quite a bit to say about that, considering I've watched Berlizzi ever since I was like 14 years old um, when he was doing those exposed uh, roasting cartoons type thing he honestly his channel has helped me through various dark times in my life and um when I saw on the internet that his channel got terminated it was a shock it was a slap in the face like it was all of that and we were all like why because usually when I when he posts his notifications have have always been on for me as long as post notifications have been a thing for YouTube um so I'm usually very quick to watch his content so when I go to Twitter and I'm reading through Twitter, we're scrolling through my timeline, what have you, I see that um, someone said that Berlin's channel had got terminated. So of course I go to YouTube to see for myself and I see it's gone. And I'm like, well, why? So I go back to handy dandy Twitter and I'm reading. And apparently it's because of his most recent, well, second most recent as of right now, um, playthrough um, for... (laughs) For the game Poop Killer 4, it's the fourth edition of that game. Um, I've seen the whole series. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's hilarious. It's stupid. It's all of the above. But it's definitely, definitely, like, it's 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 pixelated. It's cartoony. Like, it's just, I think, 
for you know he his age you know he's 30 so like yeah i get it video games are for kids and all that stuff like i understand that but like he's a 30 year old dude like he speaks about adult content in his videos i'm not sure if he marks his videos as adult content or not view viewer friendly to kids um upon upload i'm not quite sure but um i didn't really find any information on that um but it's still like when we get into it you'll see why i'm kind of taken aback by it all right so upon further review um i did okay so i get it okay i'm gonna play devil's advocate for like two seconds so basically the whole issue of what happened was the specific part of the game, this whole playthrough, it was definitely based in an adult toy shop, if you catch my drift. Um, so I can understand how it could be inappropriate to put on YouTube. And um, like you could tell, like, you know, there were toys on the counter, like part of the game, checking people out. You know, like if you're familiar with his channel, you're familiar with the type of video game it was. So like I I can see why it would be inappropriate. But what I don't see is why YouTube reacted in such an extreme manner. Well, I do understand, but taking race out of it, I wouldn't understand. So, um, yeah, it was based in a, an adult toy shop and, um, but I mean, that being so, it still does not, the reaction did not, the punishment did not fit the crime in my opinion, you know, um, let's face it at this point, um, kids, it's really not up to creators to censor their content. It's up to parents to parent children at the end of the day. And an adult male, 30 years old, should be able to post more mature content on his channel because although, yes, kids play video games, there's a big group of adults that play video games too. So why should this black man have to censor himself severely to cater to kids when he's not even really a kid's channel, if that makes sense. Like, he does a lot of horror games, a lot of haunting games, very mature concepts and content within the games. Like, I... It just... The math is not mathing, in my opinion. It's just not. Now, I took it upon myself to research um, on YouTube itself. You know, I signed out of my account... I, you know, went incognito, so it wouldn't, none of the stuff would, like, pop up onto my Google or anything. And so I took it upon myself to research adult toy on YouTube, just broad, just adult toy. And the amount of videos that I saw, adults, obviously not black, obviously white. I'm going to keep it a stack here. This is no, this platform, there's no censoring, there's no, um eggshell walking I say what it is on on this platform um and I'd like to keep it that way um there's a bunch of white people basically reviewing um adult toys on YouTube um and their videos were averaging like three four five million views right they've been up for years 
right? Um, and so I click on these people's channels, their channels are up and thriving, fine, doing totally cool. And that's where it becomes an issue. That's where it becomes an issue. Because if you've watched Berlizzi's channel, if you've been a part of his journey on YouTube for an extensive amount of time, you know that he is extremely harmless and he never does anything with the intention to offend or mm, what's the word he he never has the intention of malice he likes to make people laugh he's extremely hilarious he's goofy he's charismatic he's a great entertainer so and that's always been the theme of his channel is to entertain, to make people laugh, to enjoy video games, enjoy skits. Like he's gone through so many phases in this journey, but none of them have been with malice. And every single time somebody has been offended, he has given a sincere apology and reasoned with the offended party. Um, so if you have this person with such a great track record and such an honest individual, why would be why would the first reaction be to take away their entire channel? I just wanna I wanna I just wanna pose that question as to why that would be the first resort. You know? Um, in my opinion, that's not only nerve-wracking but incredibly unprofessional because at the end of the day, that is his livelihood. Um, he just got a huge sponsorship with PlayStation that's super big for him like and then for youtube to then swoop in and kind of steal his joy in a way or you know cause a reaction that's just very first of all it's on brand for youtube let's just keep it a stack it's 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 very on brand uh for youtube they it's it's a known fact that youtube does not value its black creators and does not push their bl black creators as much as they would say a white creator or another non-black creator you certainly have to look a certain part to be given the handouts that black people are not given so um that is you know the general um synopsis of what happened but now i want to get into more so um putting perspective and different opinions into it so let's get that cracking. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. My name is Azura. This is my escape room. I'm sure you've noticed we've gone through a little rebrand situation. I got tired of the old name. I was losing motivation. Clearly, I'm sure you guys picked that up, the few viewers that I do have. And I think it's just time for a little change, a little pivot, if you will. And um, starting off with that pivot would be today's topic, um, touching on being a black person in the creative world of social media. I'm so excited to get um, into that with you guys today. This is my first time back in so long. I want to say it's been like a few months like a few months so it still feels a bit weird being in front of the mic again but i'll get used to it we'll get used to it you know it's only gonna get better from here it's not gonna get worse so <laughs> before we go on i just want to you know get into this intro real quick and before you know it we'll be into the topics but before we do that i would like to plug my socials here on this podcast all my instagram twitter 
YouTube will be in the description of this podcast. So if you ever want to have an opinion, because I do host polls, um, so my viewers can vote on what they'd like to hear one week or maybe next week or what have you. Um, and yeah, so take a look at the socials, link up with your girl. We could all converse and have an opinion together. So let's get into today's topic. <laughs>